the hell is going on around here? It's absolutely inexcusable. Except it's absolutely true. And yet it's All absolutely it. correct. I think it's absolutely thrilling. Absolutely Dystopian Podcast. folks back one more time with more info more stuff there's so much stuff always got stuff uh, that I'd like to share that I think is relevant to today's crazy dystopian fucking nightmare simulation that we are trapped in so this one's going to be kind of short. I got to move along. I got a lot of stuff to cover. Um, yeah, let me see. Today is still Wednesday, the twentieth. I think it's the twentieth. Yeah, December December twentieth. Uh, my payday every Wednesday, but I didn't get paid today, and I was supposed to get a Christmas bonus today, and I didn't get one today. So maybe tomorrow, because the boss kind of turns in the payroll whenever he feels like it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, and it's dumping, still dumping right outside. I went outside to go to the bathroom because our bathroom is like next door. And it's like standing in the shower with your clothes on. That's what it's like. So, But like I said before, we do need the rain. So I'll take it. A uh, couple developments. Apparently in San Francisco, they have started today running raids on drug dealers in San Francisco, especially in the Tenderloin where things are total shit. That's where everybody goes to sell all their stolen shit and bang dope and buy fentanyl. And that's the whole epicenter of the whole San Francisco problem. So apparently they're conducting drug dealer arrests down there. Now, I guess all the different biograph or the different uh, documentaries that I've seen uh, there is people from different countries that play different roles in the Tenderloin. 
And the people from one country specifically are there to deal drugs. There is another country's popu- uh, people there specifically to fulfill uh, fencing of stolen goods. And so the different people play different roles down there, but maybe they finally got had enough. I can't believe it's actually happening because they're going to actually try to fix the problem, which is not how Democrats roll. But in my in my view, the whole homeless problem and all this shit stems from drugs, period. Take away the drugs, everything's going to get better. And they're finally starting to do something about it, at least for one day so far. That's better than nothing. I wish them luck. I hope they actually mean it and I hope the DA actually prosecutes somebody and I hope somebody goes to jail and I hope somebody does some fucking time or gets deported that would be great but that's a big ask for San Francisco uh something else I learned yesterday that I wanted to pass along that I something I never knew completely and I heard the term a lot uh and I wanted to know exactly what's going on with it is Neocon. You hear the term neocon all the time. And I never really knew what that was. And I heard paleoconservative, and I really wasn't sure what that was. And I don't really get into like subdivisions of and classifications of people. And I don't, that's classifications aren't like a huge thing when you start like subdividing groups or whatever. But it's important to know that neocons. There's two kinds of conservatives. There's neocons and paleoconservatives. Neocons are people like Nikki Haley, George W. Bush, uh, Ben Shapiro, people say. Neocons are people who are conservatives because it's convenient for their political career. They don't really have deep-held Uh, beliefs in patriotism or country or any of that shit. They just want to be conservative for the minute, get elected, do their political thing, stay employed, do their little power thing, start wars. That's a big thing of of, uh, neoconservatives is they're usually big on the wars and government and policy and shit like that. Those are neocons. Paleoconservatives are people who actually care about their country, who actually care about the poor, who actually care about what happens to the middle class, who actually want to make things better for everyday Americans. Like Trump is essentially a paleoconservative, but there's lots of patriots and lots of people at ground level who know the struggle of what's going on in America and who truly want to represent the people who are being trampled underfoot. Those are paleoconservatives. Those are the people who actually love their country, who are actual patriots. They would actually stand up and fight, actually serve in the military, and, and care about their fucking country. Neocons are just the opposite. That's people who just want to be conservative to serve their purpose uh, this month until they get elected or they can move on and do whatever else politically and they could really give a fuck about America and a good uh, neocon that I that I feel right now is out there is Nikki Haley I think she is a total neocon people have called her that before uh, recently and that kind of sparked my interest so now I know paleoconservatives are people that give a shit and I would invite paleoconservatives to my barbecue you know what I'm saying 
Neocons can't come to the barbecue. <laughs> That's in my head, this barbecue thing, it's like people that you learn from different walks of life who are who are down with the cause, who are actually conservative, who are actually fighting the good fight, who are actually uh, giving a shit about the country. And in my mind, I think, well, someday there'll be a huge fucking barbecue. And who's coming to the barbecue? And who's not invited to the barbecue? Liberals are not invited to the barbecue. All Democrats are not invited to the barbecue, for starters. But there's people in different walks of life, and you find out old, young, all kinds of people. So in my head, like maybe if I won the lottery or something, I would have like... (laughs) I'd organize like a huge fucking barbecue. Like, in, I'd go to Texas and, like, I don't know, rent like a huge fucking building or like a, a big space and just have a massive conservative, like, all star barbecue and have like bands there and shit and just like vibe out. You know what I mean? That's like, that, that, that to me would be fucking epic. And in my mind, I'm making a list of who's invited to the barbecue and who's not. So that's what's up with that. Uh, In other news, we've got gay staffers fucking each other in the the Senate building. I don't know if you guys saw that. All the pictures that have been reported have been blurred out. Some shows a guy posing, but it's blurred out. Some shows two guys. Apparently there's video that's been posted somewhere. I'm not even trying to see it. All the pictures I've seen have been blurred. People don't even want to talk about it because it's so gross. Apparently, uh, Senator Ben Cardin from Maryland, a Democrat, of course, has a couple of uh, staffers, young male staffers, don't you know? And one is a real twink. He likes to post his little twinkie goings on on his extra spicy Instagram, apparently, uh, I did see one picture where it looked like he was in a gay pride parade wearing some kind of little bondage thing. He's, I don't know, some little fucking uh, defect of a person. But apparently he got with another staffer who worked for the same guy. I think it was his immediate supervisor who was also gay. Uh, And they happened to have oral or anal sex, apparently, on Amy Klobuchar's desk. So that happened. Hey, Democrats, thanks for that. And they, they didn't really have too much to say about that, but uh, the staffer doesn't work there anymore. But it's always been known around the office that he had kind of a spicy Instagram. So kind of an inside joke. People kind of knew, but, you know, it, 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 it is what it is. And according to Democrats, when Jacob Chansley or any all those people from Jan 6 were in the same building walking through it, This is a consecrated building, and this is a part of American history, and it's outrageous that it's a better, better, better. And here you got two guys fucking banging each other, and it's crickets. One guy gets let go. Crickets from everybody. Unfucking real what's going on. This is like, this is like Pravda around here. This is like full propaganda world. It's clown fucking world is what it is. Uh, what the fuck else we got? We got U.S. Steel, a big steel company. One of one, one of whom is 
one of which is in California out here in the Bay Area. Uh, they shut down this at the end of this month, or they're shutting down next week, and being sold to the Japanese. Now, the Japanese are not our enemies. China is an enemy. Japan, uh, even though they're an, essentially kind of an ally, is still a foreign entity owning a steel factory in the United States. And there's only so many steel factories we have. I have no idea how many. But if we're just going to let foreign entities buy up steel factories instead of, you know, I heard this one was kind of out of date and it needed retrofitting and maybe they couldn't afford it or whatever, I don't know. But apparently Japan's going to come in and retrofit it. And essential businesses like that, essential infrastructure, especially uh, like a military vehicles, uh, ammunition, maybe certain gun parts, whatever. Don't we need steel to kind of build that stuff? Or do we just job that out to China now? Which is China building our tanks and China building our guns or whatever? I mean, what, what's happening there? Are, are, we're just not even going to bother because it's manufacturing and uh, all the Gen Zers don't want to get their hands dirty or what, what's the, what the fuck is the problem? So we're just going to sell all of our country's infrastructure slowly but surely to foreign entities. And when it comes time to manufacture anything, sorry, sorry, especially if we go to war with China, who essentially is going to manufacture all of our, uh, probably all our Kevlar vests and all our shit, all our, uh, God, who knows, man. We need to keep some of that infrastructure here, if not a lot of it. And I know Trump tried to do that and tried to keep it here. It was semi-successful. But when a steel plant, it, I think, is outdated, I think it's a huge dollar operation. And maybe they can't recoup those costs. As I understand, U.S. Steel was super successful back in the 50s. And that's when it had its peak financial time was in the 50s. And it's kind of been going downhill ever since then. And they've had a chance to kind of retrofit it and fix things up, but they just didn't. So, yeah, that's what's happening. Uh, I guess we're just selling it to uh, foreigners. That's great. Uh, what else? We got Biden. Joe Byron, the resident of the United States, just did a prisoner swap with Nicolas Maduro from Venezuela. Don't you know? A real gem of a guy. Uh, shitting all over his people and they're all leaving his country because he's uh, super corrupt and probably a role model of uh, Biden administration. They're probably over there taking notes. Maybe N Maduro gave him like a lecture or something and uh, gave him a little, few pointers. But apparently we traded one of Nicolas Maduro's best buddies for 10 Americans. Apparently they had 10 Americans held. For how long, I have no idea. I didn't even know Venezuela held prisoners, especially of Americans. And all of a sudden, we're doing a prisoner swap. And one of the conditions of the prisoner swap, Joe Biden tells Maduro, uh, one condition, we need honest and fair elections uh, from you, uh, Mr. Maduro. And he's like, okay, <laughs> right. I'll see you guys later. And Joe Biden said, okay. Do you have ice cream here? It's fucking ridiculous. Joe Biden is the biggest piece of shit. Now we're, in, now we're doing favors for Venezuela. 
where we're buying oil from because they're one of the countries that doesn't absolutely hate us. So, but the corruption is so extreme in Venezuela. It's, it's excruciating poverty. Uh, and it's, it's a, just a, a wild dictatorship, banana republic, just like we're turning into. So, nice job, Maduro. You, you got your buddy back. And uh, you gave Joe Biden 10 clowns. I don't know who, what even the situation was there. But it, I've never even heard of it before. So, uh, don't know. Last thing I want to touch on, I'm still kind of short on time, but I did want to cover this. I've been listening to a lot of fucking podcasts lately, trying to figure out what's good and what's what. I've been listening to all kinds of conservative organizations, podcasts, trying to gain some perspective from people in the educational professional uh, realm of conservatism. And these educators, I found a, a, a number of groups who I locked onto their podcasts. I, I, I read their, I went to their website and I started listening to some of this stuff. And some of these podcasts from these people are almost two hours long. And it's the driest shit you've ever heard. And a while ago, before I really started following current events, my attention span for super dry material was about five minutes. Uh, but now I can hang with it. And I listened to an hour and a half of a lecture, well, a talk from, uh, let me see, who was that? That was from uh, the Philadelphia Society, another conservative institution full of great thinkers, all kinds of uh, colleagues and fellowships and just uh, renowned thinkers uh, on conservatism and after about an hour and a half of just the driest most boring lecture I've ever heard and, and I mean the material he was essentially saying the same thing that everybody else on the ground level agrees with Leftists are nutty. All, all their their ideology is is deeply flawed, uh, and they illustrate many points. And so, what I'm doing with all these podcasts is I'm trying to go through finding some that I can tolerate that don't take two hours of listening to of torturous lecturing. And. Uh, Yesterday, I was doing the Philadelphia Society. Now, there's the Hoover Institute, which I've mentioned before. That's good. Those have great speakers, a lot of PhDs from Stanford and real uh, astute professors from all different walks of life, all conservative, and it's tolerable. Some of those, like, some of those talks are, they vary. But if you, can, if you do 30 minutes of a Hoover Institution or a 45 minutes, you won't be disappointed and you won't fall asleep. They're pretty good about, about keeping on track and, and staying informative. Uh, there's another one called Complex. Uh, they got a podcast and they also got websites. They're all conservative. Everything I mentioned is conservative. I don't fuck with anything else. Uh, 
Complex is pretty good. It varies. Sometimes you get like younger hoes who are just kind of, yeah, I don't know, different, I guess. But there's different tastes for everybody. Uh, there's one called Ricochet that I've listened to a few episodes now. That's not bad. Uh, there was another one I stumbled on uh, recently called Acton Line. That's A-C-T-O-N. Uh, L-I-N-E. They're out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. That is a nonprofit, a conservative nonprofit, and they it's a group of nonprofits and and they have different conserv young conservative speakers uh, who are very educated. All these people are really very educated and they, and they speak professionally. It's not it's not like the shit I do. I'm just some guy fucking yakking on a uh, on a podcast, they're they're they've got their shit together, and they've and they've got degrees in in, uh, in all kinds of stuff. You name it, um, you know. Uh, but when they speak, is it tolerable? Is it relatable for the average guy, or is it fucking fall asleep shit? Uh, and some of those, when when you listen to somebody talk, and and they're making they're roundabout points and they take an hour and 45 minutes and you're just like, why am I listening to this? An hour and 45 minutes. I could, I could totally be doing other shit, uh, getting other shit done in the time that I, that I'm taking listening to this guy yammer on in a roundabout fashion, uh, I just don't see the use of it. It doesn't matter how educated you are. I mean, if 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 you're that, if you're just exchanging hot wind for cold wind, you know, what I mean? if you're just yakking and yakking and yakking, who's going to hang in with that? And to what to what is the outcome of that? I mean, if you're at home and you're a scholar and you read books all day and you write papers all day and that's all you do all day. Is books and papers and books and papers and books and papers. What do you get? I mean, who does your fucking laundry? You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like, so you just don't, you don't accomplish anything in your, in your normal life. I mean, you devote so much time to reading and writing and reading and writing and scholarly this and reading and writing. I don't know. This is just a dumb guy's perspective, but. You're right. Okay, you're writing books. Yeah, great. Uh, is anybody buying the books? Who knows? I mean, but like me, I'm used to making shit with my hands, going to work, getting the paycheck, doing things like I'm always active and I work with my hands. And for somebody who works a blue collar job to be subjected to, not subjected to, but to participate in lectures which go on and on and they're so dry and it's just to what end uh, who is that for what do you do with all that information do you go home and ponder it do you go home and write an essay do you uh, I don't know the whole academia end of things like when it comes down to it and the leftists are like like California right now. They're trying to now they're trying to ban Trump from the ballot. When real things are happening with real ramifications 
around you and you're in your house like writing papers all day and like shit jumps off or whatever. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? Write more papers and write... I mean, I, I don't know. I just... There's a disconnect with the academic end of things. It, it, now, even though these guys are on the right side and they've got, they've got valid points no matter how they make them or how long it takes them to make them, but l- I can't afford to spend an hour and 45 minutes listening to dude talk about the developments in Christianity over uh, the last 200 years. And it's just, I mean, I've heard the gamut. So it's trying to find podcasts. Now, I used to listen to podcasts. Before I really got into listening to them, I used to listen to Chris D'Elia. Like comedy shit, right? Funny shit. Music shit, all right? Chris D'Elia, if you don't know who he is, he's a, he's a comedian. He's sarcastic. He's pretty funny. He's like a surfer dude. He's got surfer dude lingo, right? Uh, I think he's from Jersey or something. He's an established comedian. He's pretty funny. He's on some TV shows. But I started listening to his, his podcast when it first came out. It was called Congratulations. It still is. And I listened to him change over the last couple years when he didn't know what the fuck he was doing when he first got on to now he's making big money on it. And he's talking about... And he's got children now before he didn't have kids. Now he, His last podcast was how him and his wife had a major falling out because uh, she decided to give his child peanut butter as a snack. And he, he thought... He thinks peanut butter is a junk food and the kid's going to grow up to be a big fat ass. And he got at his wife for giving him peanut butter and apparently he was real distraught over it and it just made for a bad podcast and it was like, bro, this guy's he's just not, you know, I heard one one podcast a while ago. Chris D'Elia, he just started crying. He turned on the fucking, started doing the podcast. And he says, yeah, I, sometimes I just, oh, emotions overwhelm me and I don't know why. I've done it since I was a kid. And he starts sobbing. He's sobbing on the microphone and he doesn't, he can't like put it together. He doesn't know why. And he's like emotionally falling apart on the podcast. And then they decided to record it and air it. Uh, yeah, and he tried to pull it together for about 20 minutes, and it was the most awkward thing I've heard. So I've heard a lot of shit, but I'm still looking for good stuff. If you guys have any recommendations, uh, shoot me a text or whatever, if you got my number. Sometimes there's a comment thing on these podcasts. I don't know if it, sometimes it's on there, sometimes it's not. But I'm just striking out. I'm trying all kinds of shit, and I'm pretty finicky, but... I'm just, I don't know, I keep trying and keep keep trying new things, but finding good stuff is, is hard to do. I don't know. Suppose I'll keep at it. Anyways, I have to go home. It's at the end of my day. And I got to head out in the pouring, fucking pissing rain and sit in traffic and do my thing to get home. So that's it for now. I will talk to you guys later. Have a good one. See ya.